Is this on? Is it working? Can you hear me? Now, I've never done a podcast before in my life. I have no idea what I am doing, but there is someone I know I need to introduce you to, and his name is Jesus. If you want a revival in your soul, if you want the life that you are looking for, I can guarantee you the only place you are going to find it is Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to speak his name, we're going to record it, and you can listen to it whenever you want. I, I think that's how a podcast works. And this is the Why You Need Jesus podcast. You don't need another podcast. You need Jesus. This whole idea is inspired by a boy named Jack. Jack is my son. He's the baby of the Blakey family. He is absolutely loved by his mom, by his older brother, by his older sister, by me. Everyone in our family loves to give him a hug, loves to snuggle with him. I mean, he is just a cute kid. But don't tell him he's a little kid because he's eight years old. He's growing up. He's a big kid. And sometimes Jack wants to let the rest of our family know just how tough he has become. I remember one day somebody was like, oh, I really need some breakfast. And Jack just came out of nowhere. You don't need breakfast. You need Jesus. And everybody was like, whoa, that's profound, Jack. You'd be driving along in the car. Somebody would say, oh, we need to go over here. Jack's like, we don't need to go there. We need Jesus. He's saying this from his booster seat in the back seat. You know what I mean? I remember one day I was playing a video game with Jack. And, and you know, Jack's sometimes better at video games than I am. And I thought I was going to be eliminated in this game. And I said, Jack, I need some health. And he took his gaming headphones off, turned and looked at me and said, you don't need health. You need Jesus. Drop the mic, walk away, eight-year-old theologian living in my house. And Jack's point is something everybody on this planet needs to think about. People listen to podcasts because they want something more. They want more sports to relax. They want more business to uh, know how to invest their money. They want more of a, a tip or a trick from a, some kind of life coach or give me some kind of life hack that'll make my relationships better, my parenting better, my daily schedule better. I mean, the whole world of podcasts is to give you something more when you don't need more. You need Jesus. Jesus said an absolutely definitive statement, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This wasn't a statement for Christians. This was a statement for humans. If you want the way, the truth, the life, you got to go through Jesus. You need Jesus. And yet we're always listening to these podcasts for something more. Maybe we're missing what is most important, the thing that we need first before anything else. And so I got inspired to do this podcast because of what Jack said. And as I was driving around, I, I can tell people are listening to something. At least I think they are because of the way they're driving on the road these days. So I th I'm assuming they're listening to something. I see people running by on the side of the road. They got their AirPods in. They're listening to something. People are starting to talk to me about podcasts they're listening to. And I, and I investigate the podcast world and I think, hey, where's the podcast I would listen to? 
when I don't need something more, but I need Jesus. Well, this is inspired by Jack. Why you need Jesus. Let's talk about it. Let's start with the letter Y. I want you to look at the letter Y in your mind and see how it's like an intersection. It's like a fork in the road. And what a lot of people want to do with Jesus is they want to stand right there in the middle of the Y. And one side is radical obedience to Jesus Christ. One side is just going and doing whatever you want in the world. And a lot of people, they want to find a middle path that the Y does not offer them. So what are you saying about Jesus Christ? Now, he asked this question to his disciples. In Matthew chapter 16, he takes his disciples away on a retreat, like to Caesarea Philippi. It's way up in the north in Israel. So it's kind of like a move to get away from all of the crowds. He asked them a question. Who do people say that I am? What are people saying about me? And see, the feedback about Jesus was generally positive. He's like a prophet. And they listed famous prophets like John the Baptist or Elijah, famous prophets of Israel that people had respect for. He's like one of those guys. He speaks from God. He's powerful. He says a lot of good things. But then Jesus asked a second question to the disciples. He said, who do you say that I am? And Peter gave a different answer. Peter, who was often the spokesperson on behalf of the disciples, he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter didn't act like Jesus was a prophet or a good teacher. He said Jesus was God. The word Christ is is in the Greek language. It's Messiah in the Hebrew language. And really what it means is chosen or anointed one. You're the one that God sent to save us. You're the one that all the prophecies are about. You're the one from God. And he said he's the son of God, the son of the living God, to say that he's one with the Father, that he came from the same essence as the Father. Peter is saying that Jesus is God. That's what he's saying. And so it, it goes beyond some kind of positive middle ground view of Jesus. It goes to now like he's the Lord and we need to live our lives for him and choose to follow him on the narrow path. That's the answer here. And Jesus says, you know, you're blessed, Peter, because the only way you can't find that out for yourself, the only way you can really know who Jesus is, is my Father in heaven has to reveal it to you. It's like he's got to open your eyes to see it. It's like he's got to send the Spirit of God to to illuminate your understanding so you can even get that Jesus isn't just some good prophet teacher. He is God. And see, a lot of people, their view of Jesus is some kind of middle ground approach. Even if they'll say that he is God, it ha- that, that truth has not changed their life. They're now not all in to follow Jesus. Now, there's this uh, book by A.W. Tozier, and he wrote this book called Knowledge of the Holy, and it's a great book about the attributes of God if you want to really learn about who God is. And he starts it out in chapter 1, first sentence. He says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And what he means is that your thoughts about God, whether you acknowledge him and give him glory or whether you deny him and live however you want to live, whatever you think about God, it really changes your life. It determines what you're going to do. 
If you fear God, that he is going to judge us all for the wrong things that we do, that fear of God will turn you away from evil. If you love God because you think he's willing to forgive you for what you've done wrong and he wants to show you grace and mercy and have a relationship with you, then that love for God will make you want to obey him and you'll even want to love other people because God loves you. Like what you think about God will always essentially have a direct impact on what you do in your life. Now, I want to take that a step further because it's not just what you think about God. It's actually what you think about Jesus is the most important thing about you. Jesus is the word of God. He is how God the Father chose to reveal himself to us is through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is God in human flesh, and he came to show us who God is full of grace and truth. And when you get to know Jesus, you know the Father in heaven through his son. And so people are trying to make a middle ground approach to Jesus when when the Bible teaches there's no such possible thing. Let me just show you an example of how this works. A lot of people will respect Jesus as a teacher. It's hard to find people who saying bad things about Jesus. Now, it's interesting that people use Jesus' name as like a curse word, right? Jesus Christ, people say his name like it's some kind of profanity or something like that when they're upset or something. That, that's maybe the most negative thing you're hearing people say about Jesus. Generally, people say positive things about Jesus. They act like he was a good teacher. They act like he has a good example, like there's things we can learn from him. For example, there's this thing called the golden rule. It's Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. It, it, it says, so whatever you wish others would do to you, do also to them. Treat others in the same way that you want to be treated. All kinds of people are quoting that. Now, sometimes they'll say it's from Jesus. I mean, but I'm talking about all kinds of people, teachers at school, bosses in workplaces, politicians, and people that are popular in our culture. They'll quote it, and sometimes they'll even say that's from Jesus, and they'll act like, Jesus, what a great guy, teaching us how to love other people. But Jesus is more than just a great teacher. He's more than just someone who says things that are that are of God or godly. Jesus claimed to be God. This is why they killed him. They killed him under the charge of blasphemy because they understood what he was saying, that he was God. In fact, just a few verses down in Matthew chapter 7, If you go from verse 12 down to verse 21, Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So he's now talking about who goes to heaven, who gets to be with God. And in verse 22, he says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? So he's talking about an interaction he's going to have with people, many people. And on some future day, some day of judgment, when Jesus is now there as God to hold people accountable according to what they have done, and they're going to be like, we did this for you, we did this for you, we did this for you. And then I will declare to them, Jesus says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now, th- that is a bold statement to say that on a future day, when, when people are being judged whether they're going to make it into heaven or not, that he is the one who will determine where people go and that it's all about whether they knew him 
or not. And if they didn't change their life because of him, if they still lived lawlessly in sin, like they can do whatever it is they want to do because it's their life to live how they want, and they did not acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and he gets to call the shots in our life, he gets to tell us how we live. See, even people who are right there in the middle of the why, and they haven't really committed to one way or the other, they're like, Jesus, we love you. We did all these great things for you. He's like, yeah, but you didn't stop that sin. You didn't leave that lawlessness. You didn't really take the narrow road and follow me. You didn't deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. You're not one of my people. I don't know you. So we can act like, yay, positive view of Jesus and keep living our same way. Jesus says that means you don't really know who I am. And C.S. Lewis, he got into this in his, we know it as a book, Mere Christianity. But really what it was, was they asked C.S. Lewis to come on BBC radio. And this is the, during the time of World War II, when, when England is going through so much and they want C.S. Lewis to come and present his convictions on faith on BBC Radio. Okay, so we're recording this podcast in the middle of the time of the coronavirus. I mean, this is a time of uh, great contention in America. There's a lot of division over what to do about the virus. There's division over political tensions, racial tensions. I mean, this is a time a lot of people are saying, unlike any other in their entire life, I don't hear people on the radio talking about being Christians and what that means. I don't hear like talk shows on TV or or the news uh, going to like, hey, let's get some pastors in here and let's start talking about the meaning of life and what's really behind this. But apparently they did that with C.S. Lewis and they cut him loose on the radio and he gave these addresses on the radio, which became this book, Mere Christianity. And he has this like famous statement about Jesus in the middle of all of his lectures. He says that he wants about Jesus Christ, and I just want to read this for you. It says, I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. That's C.S. Lewis going off on BBC radio, basically calling everybody out. Hey, stop it with the false positive nonsense, the patronizing nonsense that you love Jesus, but you're still living a way that Jesus says not to live. No, if you love Jesus, if he's your Lord, then go down that narrow road. I mean, leave it all behind and follow Jesus Christ. That's the way that we're supposed to respond to Jesus. And it all starts with what you think about him. And if he is God, that means everything he says, we got to take it word for word, and we got to 
live it out. He he is our boss. He is our master. We are here to live for him. And so that's why we're starting this podcast, because there's not enough of this conversation about who Jesus really is and how we should respond. And the Christian people, and we're going to have to really talk about a lot of the hypocrisy that's going on in the church, because there's a lot of people right there in the middle of the why saying they would love to run after Jesus one way, but they still want to kind of go down the way of the world, the way of kind of doing whatever they want at the same time, and they're stuck there right in the middle of the why. When Jesus is saying, hey, drop whatever you've got and come follow me. I'm the Lord. I'll save your life. I'll show you the way. And people are like, yes, that sounds excellent, while they don't do it. See, that's the false positive that we've got to bring to the light, that we've got to start a conversation about with Jesus in the American church. A lot of people looking up like, what a great guy. But he said he was God, and he demanded your obedience. And he said, if you continue to work lawlessness on that day, he'll say he doesn't know you. And he's going to say that to many people. That's what he himself said. So we can't just pick out the quotes from Jesus that we like. we got to listen to everything he said. And the overwhelming response to Jesus from people who heard him teach was saying they marveled at his teaching. He speaks as one who has authority. He's more than just another good teacher. He's more than just a prophet. Jesus Christ is God. Now, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I know that. I believe that. Really? Let's, let's think about that for a second. I want you to think about Jesus Christ is God. And you, if you claim to be a Christian, you have said, I'm now going to live my life for Jesus. Okay, so then this belief in Jesus, this faith that we're talking about here, is not something you move on from. It's something you stay in now every single day, all day. All I want to do is live in the reality that Jesus Christ is God. And unfortunately, that's not what a lot of Christians do. There's this passage where Jesus talked about this specifically in John 15. This is the Last Supper, the night before he's going to die on the cross, right? Then he's going to rise from the dead on the third day, right? So the gospel, the good news, he's about to do, we'll talk more about what he's going to do in in another podcast. He's about to go and do his death and resurrection, but before then he wants to teach his disciples about what it's going to mean like to have a relationship with him, to really be one of his people. And he uses this idea of a vine and a branch. He says in John 15 verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing, he says. This is how this whole thing's got to work. I'm the vine. You're just a branch coming off the vine. All you really have to do as a branch is stay connected to the vine. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people claiming to be Christians don't live like the first and most important thing in their life is to stay connected to Jesus, to remain in Jesus. Now, this word abide here, I, I don't like the translation abide because in uh, in America today, I don't hear anybody saying that they abide. 
Then I don't hear anybody saying, oh, well, where's, where do you live? Oh, well, I abide over here uh, down the street, right? No, uh, what city do you live in? Oh, I abide in Huntington Beach. I don't hear anybody saying that. It's a word that we don't really use. I would prefer if they translated the Greek word, which is meno, to remain or stay. That's what it means. Hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna really live for me, Jesus is saying, you gotta remain in me. You gotta stay in me. You gotta make the reality of who I am the most important thing about you. So you don't need to go and move on to something else. You don't need to go and do something else. It's not like, okay, I got Jesus in my religion category. Now let's go work on my family or my career or my hobbies. No. All you need to do in life is remain in Jesus. And if you don't, apart from him, you will do nothing. So it's amazing how many people today are totally okay with saying Jesus is God, but then not acting like he's everything in their life. In fact, they act like they have all these other things going on in their life that they have to go do apart from Jesus. Anything you're trying to do apart from Jesus, let me just tell you, there's nothing really that's going to come from that. No real fruit that's going to bring glory to God. No real work done that's going to have eternal, lasting value after we all die in the kingdom of God. No, it says, apart from me, you will do nothing. So if you say, yeah, I know who Jesus is. I know that he's God. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to meet him on that day of judgment. I think Jesus is going to say, he knows me. I'm one of his people. Great. If you think that, then, then that is literally the rest of your life right there. All you got to do, remain there. Stay there. Make every day, as much of the day as possible, about Jesus Christ, about the fact that he's your God. Be a branch to his vine and watch what he will do through you. But see, my concern is that so many of us we know we believe in Jesus, but then we think life is going and doing something different than that. Well, that's going to lead to a bunch of nothing. So that's why we started this podcast, Why You Need Jesus, because there are so many people all over the world that need to know and be able to say with us here today, Jesus Christ is God. And then even those of us who know that, we got to ask ourselves, is that where I'm remaining right now? Is that where I'm staying? Like, so many people, I think particularly when I hear people talk about podcasts, it's like they need a podcast to relax or something. They need a podcast to learn more about something. This is the podcast that if you know who Jesus is, you don't need anything more than that. So welcome to Why You Need Jesus.